I'm sorry. Well, okay. You have rentals, you have wholesale, wholesaling, you have creative financing, fix and flips. Then you have REITs. REITs are real estate investment trusts. REITs are for those that have a lot of capital and they need somewhere to place it that, that they're going to get some really good returns. So they invested in a trust and that trust goes out and acquires real estate and they get their uh, returns. Now, is anyone on a call, has anyone uh, executed a fix and flip, creative finance, or does anyone have any rentals out there? We know we have one wholesaler. Awesome, okay, so not yet. Okay, so let's look into rentals. So when you, if you're investing in rentals, you got two types of rentals you can have. You can have short-term, you can have long-term rentals, okay? The difference between the two, short-term, it's really um, like days versus years. That's all it really is, okay? Days versus years. Example of a short-term is Airbnb, okay? You're getting paid by the days. Uh, whenever you're looking at long term, those are, you know, the folks that are on uh, 12 in uh, six months. I'm sorry, 12, two year uh, rentals, one and two year rentals. Uh, difference two: short term rentals are typically furnished. Long term rentals are typically not furnished. OK, too big is distinction. Time and furniture. Wholesaling for those of us who are not familiar with what wholesaling actually is. That's where you basically, you get a property under contract, you agree to purchase it, okay? You take that contract and you sell that contract to an end buyer, okay? So let's say the property's under contract for $50,000, all right? You want a $5,000 fee, so you sell the contract to the end buyer for $55,000, and you do one closing, Okay, so you don't have to buy and then the end buyer buys. No, you just take everybody to the closing table and you're paid out when the end buyer pays uh, the seller for that property. Uh, creative financing. This is where you have lease purchases, seller financing, subject to financing. These are by far my favorite, by far my favorite, because you get an opportunity to <laughs> get your hands on properties with no credit, some cases, no money, all right? Uh, then you have your fix and flips, the exact same thing. You can do fix and flips without your credit, without your money. You just have to know how to structure the opportunity. So if you're doing that, you want to, like I said, go back, get with a coaching group uh, that can assist you with that. Fix and flip, it's a lot that goes into fixing and flip, a lot. And so, and it takes time to get to that point, to where you're comfortable and where you feel comfortable, like I said, to where you can go and spend, I'm using this as an example, uh, you know, $150,000 to buy a property, you know, with the goal of making 300 uh, or selling the property for 350,000. It's a lot to go into that. So you wanna make sure that fixing and flipping, you get the proper coaching for that. It's a lot that goes into that. but. Is very rewarding. Now, what I want to share with you guys too whoa, is whoa, whoa, whoa! What you got? You can't be skirting past that. Go back to that slide. Go back to that slide. Hi, everybody. Right here. Yeah. I apologize for my tardiness. Um, I was over there writing that book. 
Look, I'm Terrence. Hey, Joe. What's up, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome. Look, look, man, I ain't finna let you skirt past that one, man. You gave them a lot of good information on there, and I know they got some questions. And if you don't have any questions, then you need to get off this call. Now, come on, talk to <laughs> us. Tell us what's up. We're going to pause right here. We're going to stick a, okay. a, a toothpick in there, and, and let's talk about this. You got short-term, you got wholesaling, you got creative financing, and you got fixing flips. And then you got, hey, it, 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 pulling your money together, a carpool of money to buy stuff, to, to yep. pick up and keep moving. So what's your questions right now? Let's ask some questions. Got it. Well, let, let me kick it off here, brother. Since, since you're here, let me ask you a question as if uh, I'm in their shoes right now. I'm in their seats. Okay. So uh, I'm interested in, let's see here. I'm interested in wholesaling. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I have the drive to, but I'm not comfortable yet with, uh, you know, putting out too much money um, to do a fix and flip, you mm -hmm. know, um, in, or, or rental property yet. Uh, or I have a rental property and I'm looking at just getting in the wholesaling. So where should I start when it comes to wholesaling? Buy for a lead generation. You got to find some kind of way to get some leads, right? Okay. If, if you're on this call and you're looking for, uh, to get on wholesaling, you want to find um, kind of like this. <clears throat> it, it's so many issues out there, right? Everybody got problems. People talking right. about, oh, it's COVID-19. Oh, we can't find no deals. Ain't no deal. That's a lie, right? As long as you got the four Ds, the four Ds, right? If you got okay. somebody that dead, that death, divorce, right? Disasters, you got somebody right there. That's your three of them. I ain't gonna give you the four, right? So if you got those, you got somebody out there to have a problem. They got a problem. Then you have some people out there like myself and Joe and other people that want more to solve their problems by growing our financial wealth, right? We want to grow mm -hmm. our financial wealth through solving other people's problems. So okay. as long as you got somebody out there with a problem and you got somebody that got the, 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 the know-how, mm -hmm. the know-how, not the money, the know-how, you can mm -hmm. accumulate money and then grow your business. Okay. Like it. So, so for you, let's say, where, where, where can I like find some leads at? So the first place would be um, definitely by far Facebook, social media, go put out there. This is what I tell everybody to do when you first start, because everybody's iffy. Nobody know where to start. Right. So the first mm -hmm. thing is everybody on social media, put out there in your, your status bar, I'm interested in real estate. Are you interested too? Anybody okay. else know somebody interested in real estate? Hey, do you know a good real estate investor friendly real estate agent? Hey, do you know an investor friendly title company? Do you know anybody can help me close my first deal? Just put that okay. out there and whoever comments up under there is the start of your book, your group, your friendship, your, your, okay. your team. Okay. These are people going to help you get to the next level. So once they start hitting you saying, hey, I know this person, I know that person, I know this person. You just start a conversation. Now people know you exist. You know they exist. Now you got to link together. Me and Joe linked together because he was working deals in one area. I was working deals in a total different area and totally different strategy. But we have a common friend and say, hey, man, you love this. He love this. Y'all need to talk. That's mm -hmm. how it happened. Word of mouth. Best advertisement out there. Let people know that you exist. Let people know what you want to do. And I promise you this. If you take the actions, you're going to get where you're going. Good deal. I like it. I like it. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, and and let's say I, you know I, I find this opportunity. It's a a vacant house, uh-huh. all right? And I'm really interested. Well, what do I do? I mean, the best it, thing to do is hey, first you should have a coach, a mentor, somebody. You know, LeBron James got a coach. Kobe Bryant had a coach. Michael Jordan had a coach. All these famous people that play sports got coaches that make them go to the next level. They got personal trainers. They got all kinds of stuff. Throwing it right. out there. But never mind. Uh, what you need to do is, um, I first you need to skip trace and find out who the heck, just out of curiosity, can you briefly discuss your first purchase, Joe and AIT? Hey. Hey, yeah, okay. yeah, you, you you answer, and yeah, yeah, answer, and yeah, we'll go through these for sure. Okay, so first and foremost, just uh, skip trace it. I mean, you know, look up the address, right? You can go to your tax, uh, the tax office on the website or what have you. Uh, if you have a connection with a real estate friend, mm-hmm. you have them pull some comps on it if that's what you just want to know more about it. But if you're going to waste a realtor free, uh, waste a realtor uh, time, tell them up front that, hey, I'm new to this. I'm trying to get into this. I would like to partner with you to assist me with learning the process. And if you do that, if I come across a deal that doesn't work for me, I'm going to refer them to you. I, that's right. all I ask. Don't waste nobody's time for free or pay right, them right. for their time. Right? Right, right. So the first thing I would do is try and find out as much as possible about the property. Hey, is if it's vacant, let's try and find out who owns it. Right. Okay. Let's make sure it's vacant. Make it find out who owns it. I okay. we find out who owns it. Let's look it up and see if it's got a lien against it. If it's foreclosed, what's, what's actually is the concerns that we need to be aware of. So when we okay. talk to the owner, you need to talk to the owner until you know you kind of have a background because people lie. People don't tell the truth. They tell mm-hmm. you what they think you want to hear to get your moon eye, and they don't want to be straightforward. So you find out the background, then you ask questions, trust but verify, verify what they're saying to be true. And once you verify what they're saying, line up with what you research, and you don't have any hidden gems out there right at that moment, then you go forward with saying, hey, how can I assist you with this property? That's it. You just ask them, how can I assist you with this property? Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I like it. So so, so you say if, if I find a property I'm interested in is vacant, I should um, uh, find out who the owner is. And then from uh, from there, you know, try to get their contact information reach out to them. So, so, so here's where I'll chime in. Great way of finding out who owners are, uh, you know, depending where you're at, you know, if they have neighbors, you can go knock on the door and uh, ask the neighbors uh, Two, um, you know, if you have access to the internet, which I'm sure we all do, because we all have cell phones, you can go to what they call the uh, county tax assessor's office, wherever that property is located. You type in a tax assessor's office, and the county name, it will come up. There will be a search bar on that website. You type in the address and then it will populate who that owner is. Okay. So that's how you find that's it's other ways, quicker, faster ways, but I want to give you guys like free ways, right? Something uh, you guys can do without investing in resources. Like I said, this is um, my goal is always to do do things to where what's going to cost me the least amount of money possible, give me the maximum amount of return. So if you guys know the long way, you guys can develop our appreciation and understanding of, hey, the quick, faster ways. Because once you get rolling, you got to have the quick, faster ways. Why? Because you got people like L Coach uh, Williams out there. You have people like me out there. You have people like Jeanette out there. We all like, we're, we're grimy. We're getting it. We're not waiting. 
So, but the long way to start out, county's tax assessor's office, type an address, um, will give you the owner's uh, name and mailing address. You also can knock on the neighbor's door. And I kid you not, both strategies work and have worked very, very well for me. So I like that, man. Th thanks so much, LT, for, for chiming in right there. Uh, I know I had some questions there because uh, a lot of times we have uh, really nice folks and people, they're just not sure what questions to ask. So I try to ask some questions along, you know, hey, what do I do? Where do I start? So does anyone have anything, uh, other questions that they would like to add? No? Five, four, three, two. <laughs> Where do I get like um, a buyer's list? I heard buyer's of a buyer's list. list. All right. Mm. I'm thinking of that. Because I, I actually have a four home package deal that I can put under a contract, but I'm really nervous because I don't have a cash buyer. Okay. Right. Man, I'm excited about it. Uh, so, so tell me one, first up, what location are you in? I'm in Pennsylvania. Perfect. Uh, like the Philadelphia area? I like the Allentown area almost. Okay, awesome. So you got a four package opportunity here. So, and, and you're looking for cash buyers. One, you're on the phone with two cash buyers right now. Oh, hey guys. So, so you have opportunities here. So, 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 so that's one. Exactly. So, so that's one. So you're on the phone with, with cash buyers. And so what, what I would suggest uh, from there, let's uh, DM us, DM me on social media, on uh, Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Yes. Okay. DM me on Instagram. Uh, and then we can schedule some one-on-one -on -one time to assist uh, you with that because you're going to, if, what I love about this is that you're very active and aggressive already. So you're going to need the, the, the tricks of the trade of how not to just have three cash buyers, but how to have an unlimited number of cash buyers. And it doesn't even cash buyers. It's, <laughs> it can it can blind you sometimes what you're ultimately what we're looking for is active buyers we don't care if they're paying cash or if they're financing but if they are financing what you want to we'll go through with you on hey how can you like ensure that these people are quote unquote legit buyers okay same thing with cash if they're paying cash how do you verify that they are legit buyers so we, we have you on there. All right. I like that. Uh, any other questions? Can you explain the concept of cash buyers? Sure. All right. You want to take that one, coach? Or you want me to take it? Go ahead and take it. Go ahead. Drive it in. All right. All right. So, so as I was sharing with the young lady uh, previously, you know, cash buyers, it's basically it's to, to sum it up. Some people are paying quote unquote cash all right they are that they can go to their account and they can wire funds from their account to another account okay and also you have quote unquote cash buyers are considered to be finance borrowers but they're borrowing their money from institutions that do not require home inspections okay they may require an appraisal but not a home inspection so let's say if you're going to uh, buy a house with a FHA loan, okay, uh, or VA loan. Those programs are going to require a home inspection, okay. And pending upon their findings, 
they may or may not decide to finance the transaction. Okay. So if you're going to a cash buyer, cash buyer understands that this is a as is purchase. Okay. If you're going to another investor buyer who is, uh, you know, financing their purchases, they understand that this is a as is purchase and they're not requiring you to do any repairs. Okay. So with cash, some people can write a check and be done. Some people still get financing, but because a, an, an inspection is not required, they can still utilize that quote unquote, hey, I'm a cash buyer. Okay. Because we don't care about the condition of the property. We care about, hey, is this asset going to be able to make us a profit at the end of the transaction based upon funny, what? Funny what down payment. Funny down payment. They contact a cash buyer instead of the bank. Is that what you're saying? Oh, can you ask that one more time? If I, if I need a down payment, I can contact a cash buyer instead of the bank. Ah, great question. Great, great question. So whenever you're getting into uh, constructive financing, when it comes to uh, making these purchases, it's so many ways that you can structure uh, deals. The common, the common ways are a cash buyer, if you're requesting a, uh, a down payment because you want to purchase the property for yourself, you have to negotiate with that cash investor. At that time, he's an investor and not a buyer because he's not buying the asset you're buying it, but he's investing with you. So you just, you can reach out to cash buyers and see if they're interested in partnering with you on this transaction. You can, um, and you also can reach out to uh, other private money uh, folks. And this is where, whenever it comes to like getting the proper coaching and mentoring is very important. It's because everything we teach you, you can learn. You're like, okay, boom, I'm good. Then you get to the point, wait, how do I find the money? Right? So, so we actually, me and LT actually have a system set up step-by-step, step, which shows you how to actually attract and find money. Now, attract and find money can be different ways. A cash buyer, somebody you can sell the property to, or an investor, someone you can partner with, Karen, and you, and you guys can actually do that uh, investment together. So it's so, so many different ways. Last week, I had the privilege to fly to Birmingham, right? And this is an amazing opportunity. I've been in real estate eight years. So I uh, flew to Birmingham. I had an opportunity to meet with a, a trust fund. So a trust fund, right? To where at the end of the day, if I'm able to pull this off, fingers crossed, hey, I can have access to $60 million, to go out and acquire and purchase properties cash. I don't have to go do the financing part. So a Miss, uh, I can't remember her name, the young lady's name. Janet. Miss Janet, when Miss Janet has four, 10 units, hey, she has an, a true cash buyer that can write a check and send it off. Now I'm one of many, there's organizations out there that are already structured and set up that way, right? So, so for me, it's, hey, let me get Janet some information to where she can speak to those folks. And also, let me make sure I plant the seed and we blossom and groom our relationship to where when I'm in that place, that position, hey, I can grab those assets, right? So that's how we work together and grow each other. So Karen, 
Um, to sum it up, you can find private investors uh, that will do the down payment for you. You just have to negotiate the terms of uh, what that what those funds are going to cost. Meaning that is it going to be a percentage of their investment? Is it going to be a percentage of the profits from the deal? You know um, what that actually is. And so working with us will actually show you uh, how to um, structure those and have those conversations. And in fact, what we, what I like to do personally, I go a little bit above and beyond when I'm coaching my, my people and working with people is that, Hey, I'll have certain conversations with them for the first, uh, you know, two or three times. Then after that, it's like, okay, just bring your questions, you know? Um, but yeah, cause I, I know as we, we continue to grow, you'll grow and we all get what we want at the end of the day. So yeah, any other questions out there? Okay, well, let's keep this thing moving right along here. Uh, I know someone uh, asked me, hey, describe my first uh, real estate transaction. Uh, you know, hey, it, very similar to this actual transaction right here. This is a fix and flip. I want you guys to know this here. If you're watching HGTV and you're seeing these people, they're, you know, making $100,000, $150,000 on their flips. Those are, uh, those are not the norms, okay? They're not the norms. And in fact, the average flip, average flip, you want to make net, you want to net about $24,000, $25,000. Okay. That's a really, really good flip. All right. So sometimes you get lucky and you get bigger spreads. Okay. So in this case here, this is actually a property that me and coach Williams, we worked on together. Okay. So uh, we sold this house for $184,000, but we purchased it for $54,000. We put in $50,000 of renovations. And uh, to sell the house, our closing costs totaled about $13,500. So at the end of this transaction, we netted about $66,000. Okay. Like I said, this isn't the norm, but it just shows you opportunities are out there. So if you know how to find off-market deals, you will know how to get great opportunities like this. This wasn't a house that was listed on the market, okay? We found uh, the seller, drove seven hours to go see this seller. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drive seven hours uh, again to go make that, you know? Hell, I'll drive 15, honestly, um, if not more. But we're able to get this transaction. So you, you want to make sure that you have an understanding of how to find off-market uh, opportunities. Like I said, fix and flip, it's a lot that goes into it a lot of training education because you're dealing with people, you're dealing with construction, you're dealing with money. All right. Uh, oh, do we have any questions about uh, that fix and flip? Nope. Cool. Creative financing. Um, this creative financing, this is basically just shows you how you guys can uh, get a hold of assets without utilizing um any of your credit and very little money, okay? So I wanna show you guys this here. Uh, this is what we call a subject to financing, subject to financing, okay? If you guys aren't familiar with the term, one, I have a book called Subject to Financing, no money, no problem, I'm sorry, no money, no credit, no problem, okay? No money, no credit, no problem. I'm gonna show you guys how I bought this house. You see this house right here? Any everyone on this call 
should be willing to live in this house. This is exactly what the house looked like whenever I purchased it. So when we hear subject to creative financing, we always think that these are properties that are beat up in the hood, nobody wants. Not true, all right? Show you this house. Purchased this property for $198,000. That was my purchase price. Look at what I put down. I put down $100. My money, $100. My closing cost, my closing cost was $1,800. Okay? So my all in was $1,900, less than $2,000. Now, I got this house. Here's the beauty of subject to financing. The mortgage, I didn't have to get qualified for a mortgage. I didn't. Why? Because the agreement was drafted up that, hey, I am going to pay your monthly mortgage, Mr. Seller, and in return, you're going to deed the property to me, Mr. Seller. Okay? How does that feel? How does that sound? Sounds great, Mr. Barnett. I just need out of this house. Perfect. So $1,900 all in. My rent, I rent this property out. I rent it out for $1,600 a, uh, a month. My mortgage on the property, it's uh, $1,325. So I make a positive cash flow of $275 a month. Okay. Positive cash flow. Now, here's what's super sexy about this deal. Super sexy about this. I was out of $1,900 to buy this house, okay? Whenever I closed this property, I left the title company. I went to the house and I met a tenant buyer. A tenant buyer is someone that wants me to owner finance them the property on a lease purchase agreement. So owner financing is long-term, lease purchase is short-term. Okay. So that tenant buyer gave me a check for $7,500. $7,500. So I fronted 1900. 30 minutes later, I picked up a check for 7,500. So this is how I've personally started building my empire. Searching for sellers who want out and approaching them with the solution. If the solution matches their needs, we have a deal. If it doesn't match their needs, we don't have a deal, right? Creative financing, once you guys get a, a pretty good understanding of that, change your life. It will change your life. Can't if, if I told you guys some of the transactions I have going on right now, you would think I'm lying. But you look at this case right here, too, you would think I'm lying. Man, you know, LT, I, I, I should probably uh, show a picture of the, uh, the sellers when they, when they received their $100 check posing with it. You know, they were happy posing with the check. Yes. Um, but so this is an example of subject to creative financing. All right. So is there any questions here? Nope. Okay. So 
uh, you know, for, for the sakes of time here, guys, it's other things that, you know, we, we can discuss, but, but I want to, you know, make sure that I'm being mindful of your time, my time, our time. So, uh, you know, I'm going to fast forward a little bit here. So here are some great questions to ask yourself if you're, you know, really serious about uh, starting a real estate investment career. Okay. So, hey, what type of investor um, do I want to be? Do I want to be a passive or an active? And now after you know which one you want to be, where do I need to start? Okay. Do I need to start on the passive trail? Do I need to start on the active side? But out of all of that, what group can I join to help get me the proper coaching, knowledge, skills, and abilities to go out and be successful? Okay. Next, what area of real estate do I want to invest in? So do you want to be, do you want to have rentals? Because if you do, you want to make sure that your coach can coach you on, hey, how to start and structure your rental portfolio. Do you want to be a wholesaler? Okay, hey, how do I start with wholesaling? Do I want to be fix and flip? So you want to make sure that you have an understanding of, hey, where do I want to start? Because it's so many different ways, sectors, right? Can't start with them all. Have to choose one, then expand out, okay? Uh, what can help you achieve your goals, right? You have to know that what can really help you achieve your goals, right? Uh, I always look at it as who do I need? What do I need? Now let's get it done. Who is always number one? Because I can't do it by myself. Who do I need? What do I need? Okay. And then see that's who, what, and then when I say, let's get it done. That's the action. You know, that's the action. Now I know who, cool. Coach Williams. I know, Hey, now, what all do we need? I need to be able, I need deals. So I need to be able to present him an opportunity. Okay, now I have that. How am I going to find those deals? Now, here's my actions. Done. So, um, like I said, that was the last one. What actions are needed to help you guys uh, reach your goals? Okay, so you want to ask yourself those questions to help get you guys started and give you a really good sense of clarity on how to start, where to start. Because your why, you, you already know your why, why you want to invest in real estate. And, and while I'm there, LT, can you tell me why you actually chose real estate as your primary? Because I know this is yours too, your primary source of uh, investing. <laughs> why real estate? Because there's other things out there. You could be doing Bitcoin right now, you know, so uh, you're doing the stock market. Absolutely. I like control. I'm a control freak. I like to control my money and I like to control and make educated decisions. Right. So okay. um, great question, um, because, you know, I had several people ask me to invest money into the stock market. I did during COVID-19 um, time. I did. But I like control. That's the bottom line. I like to control okay. my money and I like to make educated decisions. I guess I'll stick by that. Uh, with real estate, you learn the market. It's too easy. You have okay. trained professionals that does the work for you. You don't have to do all the work. You just have to have the knowledge to understand the cutting step on I buy low. And I once I buy low, I'm going to make money no matter what. Either I'm going to make money through amortization because the house is somebody paying the mortgage down. I'm making money. The renter paying the mortgage down. I'm making money when I sell because I'm going to sell it higher than I bought it for because I bought it at the right price. Um, it's just so many ways. And then I got long term. Um, equity. You know, you have your family. I tell everybody, this is how I started. I told everybody, if you have a child, you should have a house. If you have three kids, you should have three houses. 
Uh, once they born, 15 years later, you buy a house for them as a rental property. The tenant is paying the mortgage down, amortizing the mortgage. By the time they turn 15 and they want to graduate from high school, you can buy their car with the tenant money. You can do a line of credit against that doggone house. Mm-hmm. Pay for their car. Cash. Right? Now you don't bless okay. your kids. Your kids run around. Oh, you want to send them on a vacation? They got scholarships. Oh, yeah, you got the smartest kid in the world. So your kids got all the scholarships. They got the money. Oh, and guess what? Send them on a vacation. Hey, you going to Paris, you going to England, you going wherever. I don't know. Whatever, whatever y'all want to go. Right. So mm-hmm. every child should have a house. And then guess what? If you pass, if something happened, your life is taken early, you left your kid with a house, something they can live or make money off of or sell and make more money. You, it's win, win, win. So why real estate? Because it's longevity, it's concrete, it's tangible. I have control. I don't have to worry about buying a house I don't want. I determine the, the market. I determine the price. I determine everything. I determine everything because I don't have to invest unless I do. So that's why real estate. Man, that was a good question. I, you never asked me that question before. You got me on that one. No, I'm, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. And uh, it, it's, it's great to hear, you know, um, you, you see, hey, now I know why, you know, when, when we have certain conversations of, you know, why he reacts the way he does, because he's a control freak. So I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. You're just not knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. But, you, you know, but, but really knowing, you know, why you, you guys feel like uh, investing in real estate can be the way to go for you guys. And it's okay for it to, you know, to be about the money because, you know, here, here's what I've learned. And really whenever I started making money is that when I was poor, uh, I was taught not to talk about money, you know, shh, you know, cause what if it don't happen? Don't let nobody know what you have. Right. Um, and then whenever I did speak about money, it was always wishful thinking and it was, uh, the lack of having it, you know? So, and as I started growing and changing social classes based upon the actions that I was taking, I've learned that those that are wealthy, as well as those that are poor, we all speaking about money. Poor folks are speaking about not having it. Rich folks are speaking about how to make more and how to keep it. That's what we're thinking about, you know? So, Get comfortable with speaking about money and be upfront. If it's, hey, I'm here for the money. Okay, perfect. So what I like to ask is, if someone tells me that, hey, I'm here for the money, perfect. Thank you for sharing with me. Now you make the money. How's that going to change and impact your life? That helps me drill down to get to the why. Because the money is very important to us all. Without that, it would be very difficult for us to live. Very, very difficult. So, all right. On that, so, note, on that note, brother, I like to say this. Um, a lot of folks say this, not, uh, money is evil and all this stuff. I don't know why they say that. That's the dumbest crap in the world. <laughs> you know what? I'd rather have the money and find out how evil it is than not to have it and say it's evil. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, folks say this. Uh, when you don't have something, of course, you're going to make excuses why you don't have it. You know, when I was a kid, I hated reading. So, you know what? I left my glasses at home. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what? I got something in my eye. You know what I'm saying? But when you get to the point where 
you have what you take to make what it does. You don't make excuses, you just do it. I'd rather have the money and be mad about me having money than to not have money and be wishing I had money, right? Then the other thing about it is, this, this is what this is what gets me. You know, we got a lot of folks on here probably go to church and everything, and they in the church, and they, they're raised, you know, a certain type of way. But what made the church stay open? What made the church stay open? Money. Mm-hmm. You have to have money. Your tithes and offering is what keep that church rolling. So if you go into McDonald's and you're making a couple of dollars mm-hmm. and you're bringing it, yes, yeah. it's worth it. We need it. Yeah. But that person that working at GM, that chick take that church a little farther. So why won't you go out there and make as much money as possible and give back to your church so it can grow? Food for thought. The more money you make, the more you got to pay out. That's why when in taxes, in taxes, they ask you how much did you donate? How much, when you itemize, when you're making money, they want to know how much you gave away because you're making the money. You got to give it away. Mm-hmm. Either you're giving mm-hmm. it to churches, charity, or somebody. You got to bless somebody. Me, I'm praying, I plan on, I'm a Mason. I plan on dropping my Mason, stop doing that, and using that money for a scholarship for a kid because guess what? I'm giving money to this group and they do what they want to do with it. I rather, I'm a control freak. I'm a control read. So I'm going to take my money that I was giving Masonry all these years and start giving it to a kid for scholarships. Now I'm going to give it, I'm still going to give it away. I don't need it. I need the tax write-off. I need these write-offs. I got to give it away. So let me find a good source that I love to give it away. So guys, make as much money as possible, but th- don't let the money change you. Because the only thing, like Steve Harvey said this, and you can Google search this, having money show you who you really are. You the, you the same person, it just brings out who you really are, right? That's what Steve Harvey says. Once you make a lot of money, if you are arrogant and you're selfish, you're going to be more selfish. If you was nice and sweet, when you make more money, you're going to give more. That's just it. It's going to show you who you really are. So, hey, about this, my challenge to everybody, I'm going to shut up after this, go out there and make as much money to find out who you really are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I take that challenge. Okay, <laughs> but what's my time frame? What's my time frame? Yeah, ASAP. ASAP, oh, you got to make money now, man. We can't be putting out. You know what they on this call? You know they're gonna do this. They're gonna get all this information. They're gonna say it was nice, it was cool, and then they gonna do nothing. Right, right. I'm not saying that really gonna happen, but that's what usually happens. I'm that person. I did it. I got a lot of information. Tony Robbins, Kobe Sperber, Lee Honor. I went to all these workshops. Got all the information in. Went back to work and said, man, I got a real job. I'm getting paid good money, man. I can't do that. Then all of a sudden, (laughs) one day I said, my job pissed me off. And I said, I'm going full speed. And then ever since then, one house, two houses, five houses, 10 houses, and less than two years. Yeah. Right? It just happens that way once you take action. If you don't take action, nothing happens. If you take action, right. something happens. Whether you're learning or whether you earn it. Oh. Whether you're learning and earning. You're learning how to earn. So action bringing forward results. No action, no results. That's all I can right. say. I'm done now. I'm going to share for real. Right, right. No, no, man. Hey, I love it. I love it, man. That's uh, that's great, great words there. Great words. Uh, anyone have any questions, uh, suggestions, ideas, anything that they in particular that they would like to discuss? I know, Ms. Janet, you and I will will we'll get together and we'll spend some time on uh, uh, assisting you with with your next steps of, in growth. So I'm excited for that for you. Let me answer that question right quick, too. Um, you asked about my first deal. Um, yep. So. Let me answer that one because they asked both of us to tell it. Uh, my first deal came with a person that had a tax lien on their house. They're about to lose their house. It was three years and the government about to take it, whatever, the state, the city, whatever you want to call it. 
um, about to take the house. I was overseas with the military, active duty. Um, I literally wired the money to my mom and told my mom, hey, here go my money, go buy the house. And uh, she closed on the house. And when I came back, I needed the property over to my company. So basically somebody had a need, somebody had a problem. And all I did was send the money and say, go get it. And I got it. That's my first property. That property I bought for $6,000, um, $6,000. The rent was four fifty. dollars I immediately went up to $500. Uh, it was, it, the house was rented. Somebody was living in it. And they I literally made money right off the back. $6,000, come on, that ain't no money. I made my money back in one year, right? Mm. The house caught on fire <laughs> because the house had old electric. Hey, guess what? That was a blessing. I had the insurance. Boom, bam. Now I got $30,000. I paid $6,000. Yeah, I made all my money back the first year because the tenant was paying the rent. I went up on the rent five times, 12 is 6,000, right? So I made my money back the first year. The house caught on fire. Insurance paid me 30,000 because the house was worth 30,000. You buy at the right price and you're going to make money. That's my first deal. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. All yeah, I did is the house <laughs> worth this. This how much I'm paying for it? Okay, that makes sense. That's it. <laughs> No, I, I think that that's awesome, man, because, you, you know, my first deal, I'm, I'm going to bring it up right here, is that it was very similar. You know, hey, I had the uh, I went through coaching um, uh, coaching platform, which is amazing. The people there, they were like, hey, Joe, you got to get involved in the transaction. So I went out and I purchased the property. So now here's the thing. I had the knowledge and the skill, you know, I had the knowledge, but I didn't have the experience. So but I had to go out there and learn it. But thankfully, I was with a group to, and I could get some guidance. But this property here, I purchased this property. Uh, I, I don't even remember how long ago. Uh, well, when I first started, so about eight years ago. So I purchased this property for, here's my story with, I had it under contract for $80,000. All right. I was nervous. I chickened out. I said, nope, I'm not going to do it. Nope, 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 nope. And then I came back. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do this deal. So because I was chicken, I went back. I got the property on the contract for fifty four thousand dollars. So I save, you know, like twenty some thousand dollars. Right. Just like that. All right. So and I put fifty thousand dollars into it. So all in, I was all in one hundred and four thousand dollars. I kept this property till this year. And I decided to sell this one and I sold it for two hundred and ten thousand. OK, so here's the photos of it. And like I said, you don't find those deals all the time with a six figure uh, spread. OK, I want you to know that you don't find that all the time. In this case, hey, I was able to find one. All right. So this is what you have here. It's a four bedroom, two bath home. And you see, look, if you saw the house when I first bought it, you probably would have been like, oh, heck no, Joe, don't buy this house. But honestly, I painted, put up some new lights, put in new floors. So, oh, and new windows, windows, new roof, all those things, because I kept the property as a rental. So, yeah, you see here, nothing super fancy about this house. I put in some nice granite countertops, but nothing super fancy. New appliances, sold it with a refrigerator. So, yeah. Nothing super fancy, but it was a four bedroom um, and it has a pool, huge backyard. So, you know, it was very desirable. So, yeah. And this is all staging. So, yeah, you see, nothing fancy about this. But I think 
all of us would live in this house. Now, here's the thing about this. My rental properties look just as good as this. You know, my flips look just as good as this. And this is important to me because I want to attract good quality people with hopes that they're going to take care of, you know, uh, the actual properties of the assets. Now, speaking with my brother, he's also coached and told me, hey, Joe, every property that you have, it doesn't have to be an immaculate result. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you're concerned about one thing. Can that asset bring you cash flow, positive cash flow? And if it can, that's what you need to be married to, to the cash flow and not married to the asset. So for me, his, his coaching, because that's how we each, uh, each one teach one, got me in a different mindset of, hey, you know, yeah, some places I'm not going. Nope, not interested at all. But it's a lot of places that's right there on the cuff of that to where, okay, I can do this sector right here too. You know, I can do this sector. So now, hey, I'm starting to invest in that sector as well. So, um, so yeah, so, so that was my first opportunity there, Tiffany. You guys have any, any other questions? Why well, I group? Yeah, yeah, it is, man. So sometimes it's like that. Well, uh, guys, just tell me this here. Has any of the information that we share with you guys been helpful? There he is. Okay. Thanks, Mike. You, you say it has been for you, Mike? Uh, yeah. As a okay. In, in what ways would you say it's been helpful for you? It's prepping me to start actually sitting down and thinking about doing it. So, okay, uh, it's reducing my fear of starting. So, I'm I'm gonna get there. <laughs> oh, absolutely! You 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 absolutely will. I I you know, hey, I have the trust and, and confidence in you. I do. So so, Mike, since since you're speaking to me here, let, let me ask you this here: What did you like best? What information did you like best? Well. Um, uh, how to search for properties that that you can actually uh, bring out value from. Okay. Uh, because uh, before now, all I know is just to look in the papers for houses for sale, and these are very expensive. You're not going to make money on these if you try to buy them and flip them unless you have a lot of money. Absolutely. So uh, this is the biggest value is, is where to look for, not distressed, but uh, properly valued, I guess, for my living money, I think. Okay. Okay. No, I, I like that. I like that. Okay. So, and, and that, that gives us a good uh, idea of, of knowing, you know, hey, what the people are searching for. You know, we can put together, uh, you know, a long lot list of information you know, hundreds of PowerPoints, but knowing, you know, what's important to you guys and knowing what's important to you, Mike, it helps us to ensure that we can provide the adequate amount of, inf the, the proper amount of inf information for you and for us to continue to drive this thing together here. So, so, so you're, you're interested in doing fix and flips. Is that right? Uh, rental mainly. I mean, if you can fix it up and rent it, okay. uh, I, I believe in the cash flow. I like it. I like but, it. Okay. So, uh, so you, let me ask you a question about what Zillow, like the, the thousands of properties that Zillow uh, tried to, to flip and failed and uh, and they 
probably going to dump them on the market. How, how do you think that would impact anything that we do here? Great, great question. So they've already started the process of uh, selling off their assets. And so, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, to give a little bit more information about the Zillow um, uh, issue is that a lot of what they did is they relied on AI intelligence. And as a result of that, they removed the equation of people out of it. And when that happened, they overexerted themselves. And they learned that, wait a second, hey, I offered this amount for this property here. I want to flip it. But when I sell it, heck, I'm not making any money. You know, so they decided, hey, look, let's just go ahead and cut our losses right now, back out, regroup, re-strategize. All companies go through those uh, those moments. Some, uh, the the financial blow is not as much as others. Um, So, you know, they, they just... It's just what happened. Now, the properties that are going to go back on the market, um, I believe that my personal take, I believe that they're going to dump a lot of them over um, over to different hedge funds. You know, uh, what they call the REITs, those companies that are, uh, are funds that are buying rental properties right now. Um, and they're overpaying on rental properties right now. Um, so I believe that they're, they're going to move a lot of those properties over there. Uh, and the ones that are uh, primed for retail buyers, I believe they'll sell those to retail buyers. Um, so yeah, I do. But no, it's really interesting. You're looking at, at um, cash flow assets here. So, so Mike, let me ask you this here: on, on scale of one to ten, where do you think you are with your um, your decision process when it comes to starting to invest in real estate? I'm pretty beginner, like I said in the chat. So I'm still like trying to understand things before I jump in. I don't like to jump in and then lose money because I didn't study what I'm about to do. So I like to study it carefully and and look at the market out there and before I put a penny in. So I'm still in that process. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, so my suggestion to you, because I I know that's why, you know, you're here to, for the information suggestions and all those things. Um, is to find that group that you can actually work with, okay? Find that group that you can work with and to get coaching because with, without the proper coaching, you'll, you'll never be able to, well, let me not say never. It's going to be very difficult and challenging for you to capitalize on opportunities that are in front of you right now, okay? Some great opportunities in front of you, great opportunities around you. But just like anything, when you, when you took a, a job that you worked, that job paid you, but they also trained you and coached you, right? When you went to school, uh, you went to school for, you know, to be learned, to be taught something, and you learned a lot of information. So it's the exact same thing when, when you want to do investing. Um, invest, financially invest in, in the educational process. Some, some cases, they're expensive. Some cases, they're very affordable. But financially invest in the process to where you can, like, you can go. Because a lot of the questions that you have, people like myself, like Coach Williams, and other experts out there, they already have the answers to that. So find, find a group, Mike. Um, you're with the right group right now uh, here with uh, me and Coach Williams because this is what we do as well. So, Mike, are, are you on social media at all? Not really. 
No. Okay. Do, do this for me, Mike. Um, put your email in the uh, chat box below and I'll shoot you an email. Then, you know, we can schedule some time to have a conversation and uh, we'll help, you know, point you in the right direction. And in fact, if anyone else on the call is not on social media and can't um, DM us on social media, put your email down and, you know, we'll send you an email. And we'll just, you know, schedule some time and, and have a conversation. All right. Cause we want you guys to, you know, be successful. Right. So I got a couple of things, Mike. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just gonna. I just I'll listen to you talk. Uh, you said fear, right? Um, and I give. I, I learned this from somebody. I don't know who I learned it from. So I don't want to get. I wish I can get credit for it. But false evidence appearing real, right? Fear, false evidence appearing real. So whatever we got in our life, it's it's false. It's you know whatever stopping you from taking movement movement forward. Just realize that it's it's not it's not true, right? You can figure it out. You can work around it and you're learning. Another thing you say, you don't want to lose your money. You don't lose money if you're buying it. If you spend your money, you're buying your sense. My dad told me a long time ago, you got two types of sense. You got bought sense and borrowed sense, right? <laughs> if you get a coach or mentor, you borrow their knowledge and you take it on. If you do it on your own and don't borrow it, then you buy it, right? So you don't lose money in real estate. You actually buy knowledge, so either you're going to pay for a coach or trainer, somebody to help you learn, or either you can go out there and learn the other way. Right. So that's the other part. Then the other thing I would say is uh, you say you want to buy rental properties. That's exactly what I do. Right. I buy burr, burr, buy, rehab, refinance, rent out, burr and repeat. That's my method all day, every day. Buy the house at the right price. Go in that thing, rehab that thing to make it nice so that as the tenants call you, you don't want nobody to, you know, hell, call you with toilet flushing problems, electric problems. So you go in there and rehab everything so it can be good. And now you got a 10-year investment, 15-year investment, right? And then after that, you refinance, you get all your money back plus if you do it correctly. If you do it correctly, you can get a check back when you refinance. You get a check back. I get a check back every time. I get money back when I refinance. And then I repeat. I do it again and again and again. That's how I got so many properties in a short period of time, right? Called Burr, B-R-R, B and four R's. So just, that's all I got for you, brother. I just want you to get out there and take action. Don't be um, paralyzed too long. Don't try to learn everything. I mean, when you went to school as an elementary kid, you had to learn your name. You didn't go, you say, hey, I got to learn my name before I go to school. I got to learn how to spell it before I go to school. No, you got to school, taught you how to spell it. You kept moving. Everything we do in life, we learn as we go. Trust you. You're smart enough to do it. You can handle this. It's too easy. Just take action. I hope that helped. Yeah, yeah, it does, man. That's, uh, I like it. I like it. That's, um, it's simple, straightforward, to the point. And uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, guys can continue to, you know, join these types of uh, platforms and to, you know, watch as many YouTube videos as you possibly can. But just know, here's the thing. YouTube is going to give us um, only going to give us uh, a certain amount of information. And I'm saying that is because we give it out as a uh, as a whole. But when it comes to um, systemized as well as situational information, you need someone you can pick up the phone and, and give a call. And that's what you know, why we're here is because we want to be that source for you guys. That's why we're I'm super excited for to, to work with Janet. Janet has a problem 
hey, she has uh, four units that she wants to move, but no buyers. I have a problem is because, hey, I have access to capital, but no deals. So being able to work with uh, with each other, man, this is going to be a beautiful thing. Beautiful, beautiful thing. So, so yeah, uh, any other questions out there, comments, suggestions? Great. Thanks, Hippo. Thanks, Coach Williams, for the – there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you wild, Tiffany. <laughs> oh, I love you, Tiffany. the country right? voice, man. They, 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 that's a country voice. That sound like an old Southern preacher. That's all. I just sound that's like it. That's it. Well, well I tell you. you what, like, hey, if, if it's uh, nothing else, um, hey, we, we hope something was said and that can encourage you guys, uh, you know, to continue to move forward and to uh, achieve and do some very amazing things. If you guys need to reach out to me, you know how to reach out to me via social media under Coach Joe, Coach with a K. Uh, also, you guys can reach out to us on the meetup groups as well. Uh, we, we're having groups twice a week. So, yeah, just be on the lookout. We'll, we're, you know, our next one is Wednesday. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for those updates. And, yeah, you know, RSVP, if you guys can make it, we'll love to have you. Uh, bring questions. Um, uh, and if you have questions prior to, send us some questions because we're all always looking for topics and things to discuss and share with you guys. So I appreciate all of you. And, hey, Coach Williams, brother, my brother, hey, we'll, we'll talk soon. All right, y'all. Take care. Thank y'all for take your care, time. Man. Later.